Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Michael Sidgwick, he's Michael Hamflit. No need for preamble. There is no time in this video just like there is no downtime in an AEW show when you attend it live. Number 1, there is no downtime whatsoever. You are not allowed to piss at an <laughs> AEW show. It's all very bang 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 very energetic live experience but little is allowed to re register as a result i praised aw's formatting when watching on television uh, over the last several months it's felt as if things have slowed down just a little bit there's been space for video packages and the like you don't feel it live the video packages feel shorter the backstage segments feel absolutely minuscule quite honestly and as you say especially when you're watching the um the other stuff on the taping cycle when it's just matches god damn do you know about it finish lights down entrance finish lights down entrance the point where you can't even sometimes see the matches losers being shunted off to one side as the next wrestlers are coming down it's uh no it's, celebrations no sadness very little emotion it's tony khan paced isn't it it's i the, love it it's the wrestling he clearly likes to see going go 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 i love it but very little is allowed to register on an emotional level number two the spectacular height on certain aerial moves now i don't know if this is the fault of production or what have you but when i went to dynamite and rampage and in fact double or nothing with my esteemed colleague michael hamfler in las vegas i was wowed so much by commander's rope walk and massive dive more so than I am on television. I don't know if it's because of the camera cuts. I don't know if it's just because live wrestling is better, but he almost reached the rafters, or at least that's what it felt like to me. They're like on television, don't they? The, I always forget if it's high, ang high angle or low angle, but it's the cameraman on the bottom shooting upwards. And I think that's to get this idea that the wrestler's in the air for ages, the hang time. Hang time. As JR would always talk about. But to your point, you actually re like, recognise the hang time when you're watching it in person because you can see that wrestler in the air for such a long time. Is it because of the production? Should they mimic a more New Japan production on television so that the camera's still and you can see the full arc? What was the difference? It's a live wrestling thing as much as anything else, but... It just looks better. Even the chops sound better. Yeah, like, AEW sign all of these wrestlers to try and create the best live wrestling experience possible. It's there to be enjoyed first and foremost live, so it stands to reason that you want the best high flyers, the best technical wrestlers, and the like. And I think just seeing them get to do that in real life. It's not to make this video sound like a pitch to buy tickets to these shows, but they're You the should ones. buy a ticket for these shows. Like the big show's hands, they're the things you just need to see in real life. Number three, all about that audio. I watch Dynamite every single week on Fight TV. 
No playback issues, no buffering, it's a great service. And I don't think the problems that are talked about endlessly online are limited to fight. People can't decide whether it's fight, whether it's the TBS feed, whatever. But there are certain times in a backstage segment where I'm watching Dynamite, and if I'm not scrambling to hear the first sentence before the audio actually picks it up, but I'm kind of straining to hear it anyway because it's just not that loud. When we went to Dynamite on Wednesday, I was taken aback by the sheer volume of Juice Robinson's voice in a brilliant and really funny backstage promo segment. It felt like I was honestly being deafened because I trained myself to hear it on TV volume. When you see the backstage segments broadcast in an arena, it's so loud that you can't fathom how quiet they appear on the broadcast. Yeah, and as a technical dunce, I don't understand the hows and whys of how on earth you would mic a ring, for example, or the ringside area. But it was very strange how some of the physical action was picked up as if you were listening to it through an earbud, through a headphone. There were certain points where you could hear a wrestler say, ow. There were certain chops, obviously loud chops are great, and you're going to hear hand on flesh anywhere echoing throughout the arena. But some felt like they were being controlled directly down, as if somebody was holding a microphone to it. Sometimes it was super effective, but it looked tricky for the wrestlers to gauge where that was. Some steel steps shots sounded like they were echoing again directly into your ear. Some you could barely make out. Same for the table spots at Double or Nothing, which was particularly notable in something like Anarchy in the Arena, where the sound and the light seemed to travel at different paces, depending on exactly what bit they actually were watching. I don't know the answer. I don't know what the fixes were so conditioned to... WWE's crack production that can sometimes be over production. Yes, so mostly all over. Too perfect is just as big a problem. Number four, the House of Black are more over than CM Punk. Now, this is obviously not exactly true. <laughs> CM Punk has got a far superior drawing record to the House of Black and the individual members. This is not to bury CM Punk. We just thought it was really striking to see that at Dynamite on the Wednesday in the MGM Grand we got the announcement or the indirect announcement that the first episode of Collision will premiere at the United Center. This of course got a big pop and then we got big chance of CM Punk. But I wouldn't say it was dwarfed by the pop generated by the House of Black, but my God, that was the biggest pop in the entire building. Mm -hmm. This act is awesome. It's clearly the most over thing on the entire show. The match volume wasn't quite as high, which maybe is an indication that you need to get rid of those distracting lights. But the act is so over, I was taken aback by it. Yeah, um, the trios championships obviously haven't really been given much storyline focus yet, but then a live experience in House of Black is, it's not so much a justification, but it's an explanation as to why you're sending them out there with this incredible look, this aesthetic, which by the way, on a subjective level, I'm not the biggest fan of, but it's impossible not to get drawn into Live is so awesome. Wrestling again, as a live medium, allows for the most um, pantomime of ideas and biggest, broadest strokes. And the House of Black strokes might be quite broad, but why not reach out to the most people possible? Goth stuff isn't for everybody, but it's just impossible not to get enslaved by life. Number five, why the Hardys will always, always get a second chance. Now, Jeff Hardy controversially returned to AEW about a couple of weeks ago, and Matt Hardy is not the most acclaimed AEW performer. I think people get bogged down with the contract stuff. It's not the high point of the show most weeks, if we are being brutally honest. So you might be thinking to yourself, with a potential risk in terms of um, his value and his longevity and the fact that Matt Hardy quite frankly at least in terms of my social media curated timelines 
isn't the most hot act on the show. Why, oh why, will the Hardy Boys get chance after chance after chance after chance? The answer is, they are so friggin' over, it's unbelievable. I would say third only to the um, acclaimed and the House of Black. On Wednesday, at least, the Hardys got the most enormous reaction, and that was on a Rampage taping. Jeff Hardy nostalgia, in particular Michael Hamflet, will never die. Delete your inhibitions and stand up and go... Negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Number six, is Rampage and Ring of Honor worth the bother? Look, it's completely optional. You buy a ticket for AEW Dynamite. There is nothing preventing you from leaving the arena. And quite frankly, a lot of people took that option on the Wednesday taping we were at. So it feels like spoiled, entitled wrestling fan behavior to complain (laughs) about the existence of Ring of Honor. But the problem is how Tony Khan tries to finesse Ring of Honor onto his AEW product when he's doing a combined taping. Now, the first hour of our taping was dedicated to Ring of Honor. Sufficiently warmed up the crowd, Brian Cage versus Willie Mack was awesome, but then you get two hours of dynamite, after which you start to get a bit tired, and then you get an hour of Rampage, following which you get about two more hours or one and a half more hours of ROH. Those are completely optional. If you're exhausted, go home. But the problem is that maybe these subdued rampage atmospheres has something to do with the fact that on certain tapings, you are entering the fourth hour of action when we get to that broadcast. 
Yeah, it's a shame because the obviously the kind of the anchor around Rampage's neck and the criticisms levied at Ring of Honor are as much as anything to do with the comparison to Dynamite. You shouldn't be inadvertently burying your own product with your other product, but there's something about watching that Dynamite graphic and the Dynamite ring skirt change to Rampage and then the Rampage one change to Ring of Honor that just feels all in the wrong order. But just to put this into focus, okay, we arrived at three, didn't have to. If you arrived on time for the actual um, tapings, the first match, you got there Western time at 4 p.m. At nine o'clock, when we had to leave to create content, we ran into a fan who said that it was his choice between Katsuyori Shibata and food <laughs> for his tea, for his dinner. Yeah. If your choice is between Shibata and food, there's only one choice, but by that time, you're too knackered and you just take the wrong one that you'll regret instead. Number seven, MJF is still him. The man got probably the biggest reaction for a singles performer on the night. That AEW crowd is all about their trios and their stables. And people genuinely like to play along with his act. Now, Ernest Heel Heat has been impossible since uh, since WWE and wrestling in general. WCW and ECW were actually the first to do it in the mainstream US. Stopped condescending the audience and started to fold in kayfabe and meta qualities and breaking the fourth wall. The good heels make you care about them. There's no such thing as a riot. There's no such thing as a stabbing. There's no longer any such thing as people throwing acid in classy Freddie Blassie's face. So the good heels are the ones that make you want to just boo them because they do get under your skin even if it's not particularly earnest. MGF definitely is a top heel because he did this rousing, insincere babyface speech and then turned heel. And then people were ultimately prepared to really play along with his act. He is still him. Hamlet, it was a joy to watch him cut a promo. It really was, yeah. Um, the boos are not just this thing that's being asked for by an audience that are willing to collaborate fully with MJF. He still, in our case, threw a drink on Tony Schiavone. He still talks... That annoyed me. <laughs> he's it's still, Tony Schiavone. He still kind of infers that he will leave AEW and he gets to play with this Implies. idea that their fans uh, love the initials more than any individual wrestler and it's just that like AEW, to be sort of critical of AEW is to be sacrilegious basically. However, he was in the Four Pillars build the biggest star by orders of magnitude and knew that and was out there to sell a pay-per-view and was out there to sell his opponents. And in order to do that, you kind of had to root for them. And I think it's going to be interesting to see MJF with the title now with this Four Pillars program out of the way because we're going to start lining up singles wrestlers again that will be asked to be bigger baby faces. Number eight, all about merchandise and is AEW pissing money down the drain potentially. This is the t-shirt company. This is the company that was built via pro wrestling tees, albeit indirectly. This is the company launched in part by the Young Bucks who made a killing on the independent circuit and transformed it as a result. It's therefore a bit weird 
that there is one stall with a limited range of merchandise. You know what's really unappealing at a wrestling show? Cues, or as American viewers would want to say, lines. Like you get there, and this was the case at both Dynamite and at Double or Nothing, you were wondering what on earth this enormous queue, was it for the bar? Was it for entry into your seat? No, it turned out it was for t-shirts. The t-shirt company still is to its fans, the t-shirt company, but when you arrive at the front of that incredibly long line, the longest line by far of any we saw in Las Vegas, there was, I think, a range of six or seven t-shirts. What stuck out to me as somebody that maybe would have trapped myself to something because of access, because pro wrestling tees isn't the easiest here in the UK, and obviously AW has a lot of UK fans. A lot fans. of fees yeah. in the UK to get them uh, delivered. Stuck out to me that they're about to... There come. is a shop AEW in the UK, though. Yeah, they're about... the range isn't quite there. They're about to come to Wembley Stadium, and even back in 1992, there were stories about WWE, I think, having to send planes back to bring over more T-shirts. Such was the demand at Wembley that they realised was going to be the case. They can't fumble Wembley. Number nine, WWE and AEW differ when changing tapings and matches. In what respect, Michael Hamflet? Well, at WWE shows, they change the mat every single time now. So as the lights go down and the wrestler stands there in the ring looking weird, uh, the production crew, and they're a crap production crew, change the camera out. Yeah. Not crap. No, no, certainly not crap. They get it right every time. You know, back in the old pandemic, they were uh, using that uh, magic COVID spray. Not so much anymore. They've got mats out every time. It's obviously a company policy. In AW, it's slightly different. And of course, the tell for this typically would be blood. We've often seen heavy juice in various matches that has then stuck around on the mat for afterwards. That's because they stick to their one canvas. When production crew are required to change the turnbuckles, the ropes, the ring skirts, whatever, the rampage, ring of honour, anything like that. They just simply cover the mat, do what they need to do, whether it be set out tables, and then uncover the mat again. Is it to make the show feel a bit more lived in, perhaps? Like the idea that you could get blood in the opener and then you could see it in the main event makes you realise you've seen a show, whereas WWE kind of just like everything to be perfect all the time. We don't know. But it's certainly quite a unique take on it when now especially um, WWE set the standard that most people like to follow. Number 10, Tony Khan, live in person, is, and I'm going to be very kind here, delightfully, endearingly, a little bit weird. He <laughs> comes out at the start of the uh, Dynamite tapings, and he encourages you to stick around for the Rampage taping in his own, shall we say, inimitable way. He comes out, he asks Justin Roberts, who needs to work incidentally on his patter to rouse the audience <laughs> yeah. between shows and he asks how much time do we have left Justin and Justin will say one minute Tony so Tony knows how long he has got to say that we are having a great time here in Las Vegas Double or nothing pre-show, you might have seen him wearing the um, Owen Hart Foundation hat. Perfect. This trilby thing that's the kind of perfect encapsulation of the Tony Khan experience you look at it and you think that's really odd, but the reasons for him wearing it were very nice, and yes. just like his promotions of the shows, just completely earnest. People love Tony Khan. Tony Khan loves to stamp his feet and rally the troops. <laughs> and even if it is, sorry, the littlest bit weird, you just want to stamp your feet alongside the general manager. Have you ever experienced AEW Live before? Pop a note in the comments below sharing your individual experiences. Will you buy a ticket for the next show? In Canada, someone has to. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the video. Like, share, and subscribe to more content. I'll be Michael Sidgwick. I'll be He's, Michael Hamflick. Yeah, I was going to do a bit. Yeah. But we have no chemistry. <laughs> You'd think we would by now, wouldn't you? Not on video. On yeah. podcasts, we do have chemistry. Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for more comfortable dadly boys. But thank you very much for joining us and persevering with us. We will see you soon. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.